Welcome back. I'm Karen, Founder and Managing Director of Orchid Leadership, Coaching and Consultancy Limited. Encouraging you to embrace the leader within. Whether you are a CEO leading a company, an executive leading a team of innovators, an emerging entrepreneur, or a working or stay-at-home parent leading the family and home, now's the time to embrace the future. Empower the new you. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Enlightened Leadership Coaching Snippets. A brand new season of podcasts linking to empowerment, mindfulness and well-being within leadership. In this episode, we'll be deep diving into work-life integration, creating and sustaining a state of well-being and resilience. If you missed our earlier episodes from Season 1, don't worry. They're available to download on numerous major podcast platforms. Do ensure to subscribe or follow so not to miss out on future upcoming episodes. Getting back to today's episode, focusing on work-life integration, creating and sustaining a state of well-being and resilience. Through our leadership journey, we often encounter peaks and troughs, where at some junctures, we feel aligned in our home and our work life. Yet in other phases, we feel out of sync and disassociated from our tasks, our teams, and even from our loved ones. Very often we talk in terms of work-life balance, where we imagine a set of traditional scales with hefty weights. Each area of work and life on either side as we struggle to maintain stability and equilibrium across the scales. Often we experience what could be explained visually as a juggling act in a circus, where the scales tip and dip, sometimes minimally and sometimes wildly like a seesaw, and where we often drop the juggling balls altogether and reach an abyss of despair as we continually attempt to achieve the perfect balance, often coming away feeling guilty, as if we don't measure up, that we have failed, that we're not doing something right. We therefore create the impossible goal that our work and home lives must reflect equal energies every moment of each day. Yet this in reality is a fantasy All we do is set ourselves up to fail on a daily basis. As a hamster does as it mounts the wheel each day, not reaching the destination it imagines. The term balance, therefore, evokes that each are opposite to each other and must be in conflict or opposition, and therefore creating a state of anxiety. However, What if it were less of a balancing act and more of an integration, creating synergies between those areas that combine to define life, such as home, family, relationships, work, community, personal well-being and health, creating coexistence, harmony, without the separation of distinction between work and home. 
In contrast to balancing time, we strive towards a fluidity of time, where time is flexible, negotiated, adjustable in alignment to our life's needs at any given time. Though for some, negotiated and flexible approaches to time is not always fully possible, we can aim to blend both personal and professional responsibilities with certain agreed boundaries, rather than associating work and personal time as separate entities. Our personal life need not compete with work, but can help fulfil it and give it meaning, whilst avoiding burnout. A quick question for you to consider regarding how you regard and treat time. Are you a juggler, a segmenter or a blender? How would you like to consider time going forward? And how might we integrate our home and work priorities? Let's dig a little deeper and bring some clarity to today's theme of work-life integration, creating and sustaining a state of well-being and resilience. What does wellness and well-being mean to you in your personal circumstances and as a leader? You may be thinking in terms of wellness, in terms of a healthier lifestyle, habits of healthy eating, physical activity and quality of sleep that often lead to positive health outcomes. However, I invite you to think bigger, broader and more encompassing as we delve into our thoughts on well-being, encompassing the broader holistic dimensions of a well-lived life. Though wellness is an important element of our well-being, it is only one part of a life that is thriving and vibrant. Let us consider for a moment a person who exercises regularly, eats healthily and who prioritises healthy sleep patterns. Yet that same person struggles in relationships and is anxious each day about going to work. On the surface, this person prioritises wellness in their life, but their overall well-being lacks attention in certain essential areas. Let us consider that although physical wellness is easy to measure, it is not the only driver in our well-being and life satisfaction. Research informs us that some of the elements of well-being are career well-being, linking to work and how we feel about our tasks, role and work relationships, and how we align with a sense of ownership and belonging. Also, of social well-being, linking to the meaningful relationships and friendships in our lives. Financial well-being is also a focus in how we manage our finances. Physical well-being, of course, links to areas of wellness and maintaining energy and synergies within our life to fuel our overall well-being and, of course, community well-being, where we consider our location and the people within it, our involvement within our community, our service and impact, and how we conduct ourselves as individuals and as leaders within our communities. As we delve even deeper, the ProWell model offers us seven categories to consider linking to our well-being, 
which we can align with ourselves personally and within our families and businesses as leaders. These break down into three areas of physical, which is made up of physical fitness, physical comfort, physical nourishment and environmental well-being. The next is mental, which is made up of cognitive well-being and emotional well-being. And of course, finally, is social, linking to social well-being. Many of us will nod gently and even confidently in areas aligned to the physical, as they, as already mentioned, are the easiest perhaps to measure. However, in terms of areas linking to mental and social categories, how does it make you feel? A little uneasy, perhaps? A little doubtful in some areas? When we think in terms of our social well-being, we may initially reassure ourselves as to how many Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn connections we have, or previous and present work colleagues that we've collated over the years, whom we may still have a distant link. But how many of those are what you call meaningful relationships? Meaningful friendships that add mutual value to our lives? Do we have a sense of belonging in those relationships? Of enhanced social connectivity? Of a supportive societal system within our work and our community environments? When thinking of relationships, what is our relationship to ourselves? When we look in the mirror, who do we see? Do we instinctively like the person that we see? Do we praise that person? In what ways do we show ourselves and prioritise self-love? Give positive affirmation? Create self-esteem and self-worth in our own lives? Our emotional well-being and overall mental health is core to us not in seeking happiness, but in physically and mentally deciding to be happy in ourself, within our skin and our life. If we cannot do this for ourselves, how can we create an environment that promotes and prioritises it within our businesses, our families and our communities? It starts with me. When thinking in terms of new norm practices and re-evaluating ourselves, I can share that the new norm has led me to realign my goals and values, as well as to analyse my own inner journey as a leader, a new business owner, and as an individual, as me, Karen. I've had to learn how to accept that I am enough and particularly grow in areas of limiting belief regarding self-worth, which to this day I do battle with and often raise in conversation with other coaches. So if you battle with prioritising self-love, showing gratitude to yourself, and in areas of feeling worthy, you are not alone. As a natural and instinctive introvert, my leadership superpower is listening and allowing the power of silence to manifest change and transformation. This is quite a skill in leadership and as a leadership coach, 
where quiet leadership is now beginning to be partially recognized in comparison to overtly being falsely assertive or aggressive because society demands it. At a personal level, however, I do find friendships and deep meaningful relationships quite a challenge. It's an area I work at daily. I can count on one hand, for example, the people I would have a personal and meaningful conversation with. And in general, phone calls often fill me with inner turmoil. So if you struggle with aspects of the social and the mental categories in your own well-being, I hear you and can personally and professionally relate. It's important as leaders that we model the principles of workplace and community wellness and well-being, ensuring we are self-aware, that we self-regulate, we know our own triggers, and that we cater for our own well-being first, setting the example and then building the climate of belonging to create a shared purpose and identity. Being present in mind as well as body is essential. Listening with empathy and compassion in all forms of communication. Sharing aspects of how to maintain wellness and well-being as well as mental health awareness through discussion, training and in meetings is a way of normalising all aspects of well-being in the workplace, within the community and at home. Building systems to measure and monitor aspects of well-being, delivered through an embedded coaching culture that is visible in all communications, meetings and actions, addresses and removes organisational, community and societal stigma, often still associated with well-being and mental health. Creating access to mental health support systems, mental health days and mindfulness practices such as meditation and breathwork can support a proactive and holistic approach. Reduce uncertainty and increase certainty. Modern life, including the workplace, can be filled with uncertainty, particularly in recent times. As leaders, what can we do to introduce greater certainty, trust and integrity into people's lives? To counteract the natural uncertainty that accompanies the rapid changes and transitions in our daily lives. As leaders, we can model whilst also enabling and empowering others in energy management, creating greater opportunity for work-life integration can promote not only well-being but resilience through flexibility and ownership and a voice as to how that can happen to promote harmony cohesion and productivity. You may think that these sound like great ideals, but where to start? An initial step would be to establish what the temperature is. Review the pulse within our community or workplace. In a work setting, this may look like sending out a company-wide survey to better understand everyone's needs, fears, issues and concerns. This may then lead to various programs and most importantly shifts in company culture based upon survey feedback. Of course wellness programs alone will not be sufficient. 
there needs to be some well-defined goals as to what is motivating the survey and such potential transformative shifts in culture. It's important to emphasise all aspects of well-being, not just wellness, and to perhaps identify potential well-being and resilience ambassadors who can further motivate and sustain cultural and behavioural change. When thinking in terms of holistic well-being and work-life integration, this also includes our family and community. Our children in particular perhaps come to mind. Ensuring your own well-being is a priority so you can model that to others. So too is empowering our children to be aware of and to understand their own well-being. For children and young adults, there are many things that build positive well-being many of which align with how we as adults create our well-being, such as understanding and managing emotions, building and maintaining good relationships, experiencing a sense of accomplishment, using and valuing their strengths, taking part in healthy activities, as well as healthy eating and sleep habits. We can support our children's well-being by giving praise and acknowledgement, giving attention and spending time doing activities they enjoy or value, praising our teens for their strengths and areas of independence or decision-making, letting our children know that we are proud of them, as well as encouraging our children to use positive self-talk to bolster self-esteem. Sharing and doing things together as a family as part of a routine, is also important to strengthen family relationships and social connections. We mentioned resilience earlier, that quality that allows some people to be knocked down by life and come back or bounce back stronger than ever. Such resilience, especially when combined with well-being, empowers us to manage our emotional and mental triggers helps us adapt to change with greater confidence and maintains our motivation despite challenges. Are you a resilient leader? Can you sustain your energy level under pressure? Bounce back from setbacks quickly? Adapt well to change and keep going in the face of adversity? All this with a growth mindset and a lifelong learning mentality? Are you a champion of change to promote well-being and resilience? Can you be that leader who is a beacon of light when things are uncertain and at their most bleak? Can you create the energy needed to make change happen and to take that cultural shift towards well-being? As with well-being, Resilience can be understood through some of these considerations, which align beautifully with areas we described earlier. Emotional well-being, relating to our EQ and how we manage our emotions and thoughts, as well as our views of ourselves and the world. Inner drive, relating to our ability to set smart goals, our capacity in self-motivation, as well as to adopt a forward-thinking approach. This leads us to future focus, which considers our level of foresight 
as well as our ability to focus on positive solutions and openness to change through a growth mindset, encompassing acceptance of failures, adversity, critical thinking and accountability. Relationships equate to having a strong social network with friends, family, colleagues and community members who provide emotional and physical support. And of course, we have physical health, recognising the importance of looking after ourselves, which positively helps to align the other areas. These considerations relate well when reviewing as an adult, but what about within our families? Our own well-being is only complete if our family experiences that same level of well-being. What about our children, for example? Can they also build resilience? As parents or carers, we often try to protect our children from the challenges that life can throw at them. Our children can face a range of challenges in coping with situations such as adapting to school life, making friends, adolescence, and more stressful events such as dealing with death in the family, family separation, divorce, or even trauma. Resilience is made up of particular coping skills, which children have, though they may not be fully aware of them. Some helpful areas to consider are to share with children that bad feelings don't last. They have a purpose and prompt us to do things differently. Try to normalise setbacks, helping your child to see that it's not unusual to experience difficulty and that there is always light at the end of the tunnel. Encourage seeing things in perspective and taking responsibility for actions. Use of story or metaphor can also support children to understand how people overcome challenges. Most importantly, share with your child the importance of relationships, ensuring that they know they are surrounded by people who love and care for them and who are there to support them no matter what the challenge is. Resilient children, just as with adults, show skills in independence, problem solving, optimism and social connection. We can help our children develop these skills by allowing them to make significant and valued contributions within our families, giving them a voice to be heard. Know when to intervene and when to allow your child to work it out. Show confidence in your children's abilities to cope and show resilience in comparison to a get-over-it stance. So, in terms of work-life integration, of well-being, of resilience, where are you presently? In tip-top shape? Or are there one or two areas you'd like to align? Is your company wishing to review its stance on the well-being of its employees? If so, where would you suggest it begins? Are you the well-being and resilience ambassador your company is looking for? Are you the resilient leader who will bring out a cultural shift that will drive change towards well-being and resilience. A challenge I lay before you 
take measure of the different aspects of your life. How do you currently integrate them to best allow you to flourish productively as an individual, as part of your community, as a family member, a friend, as part of a workforce, as a business owner or leader? If a few of those areas feel in some way disassociated, what can you do to bring about greater alignment? In what ways will you begin your journey in work-life integration? Consider the differing aspects associated to well-being. Are these areas you'd like to personally work on? How is your visualization of self, your self-awareness and areas of emotional well-being? It all begins with you. Who do you see? What inner work needs to be done for you to see the authentic you? The you who is always enough each day. Feel free to share some of your follow-up actions with me on any of my social media platforms. Or alternatively, share a comment with me right here after listening. I look forward to our next podcast session where we will be deep diving into mindfulness practices for growth mindset leaders. So make sure you tune in and engage with me after the session about your thoughts and personal takeaways. Until then, please remember, if this podcast episode added value to your day or evening, download it, share it with your colleagues and friends, and of course ensure to follow or subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. And remember, embrace the future, empower the new you, awaken the leader within, and let's take back control of our aspirations. Thanks for listening.